0: This is a production of Off The Hook Sports with Dave Hooker.
1: Well, I know a lot of coaches would laugh at this, me just saying this, but John and I should have been coaches. We'd be better off financially. We're going to talk about some of the salaries that some of these guys are pulling down in the SEC and beyond as the numbers just get astronomical. Never astronomical there at uh, Files Automotive Group on Callahan Drive. I'm going to tell you more about them coming up but they got selection they're fair they're honest and they have integrity what more could you want big orange Phillies, right there downtown halls and it's on maynardville pike and you can go there for great food and a family fun environment and you're going to really enjoy it they've got billiards darts the whole nine yards so actually it was a story by um, uh, connor o'gara that got my uh, attention and it was if if A&M had a and some, had for some reason, fire Jimbo Fisher, first, John, how are you, sir?
0: I'm doing great, Dave.
1: Thanks for asking, yep. even though it was a bit belated.
0: Good. And uh, yes, I'm glad you're doing well. Yeah. And we can follow your work well. Where? You can fi- follow it on KnoxNews.com, Knoxville News Sentinel. You can check out my podcast, SEC Podcast with Blake Topmeyer on our website, SEC gotcha. Unfiltered. Doing a great job. All right. Hey, thanks, well, Jack. No problem. I, I, needed, I, I needed that motivation. I, I'll do better after hearing that. But we all need a boost from time to time. Sure. I respond well <laughs> to lavish praise.
1: Yeah. So let's say AM rolls out an 0 12 season, which is not going to happen, and everything goes awry, Orgeron style, as I like to call it, because that's what happened to him last year. Lost control of the team.
0: Coach O to Coach Zero.
1: Just guess how much they would have to pay him if they were going to fire him after this year.
0: Their buyout. Just guess. (laughs) I'd say about 70 million. Higher. Higher. 90 million? It is
1: $85 million would be his buyout if he cruises on out now the good news is with this awesome class if it doesn't work out then after 2025 they can buy him out for just 58 million whoa so there's there's that but you know he's going to have success and it's going to get extended and the next guy is about to get paid and we're going to talk about him and kirby smart here in just a second but first you know, we, we have said before the numbers have gotten out of whack. We've seen two, three, four million dollars. But uh this is like a whole different stratosphere. I mean, is, is there at some point some diminishing returns here or what's going on?
0: Well, you know, it it's kept going up. It's never gone down. I mean, I can remember when coaches back in the caveman era were getting paid maybe a hundred thousand dollars and that was a pretty good gig um you know now i mean those guys that are making that kind of money i will say this they've won national championships uh texas a&m hired jimbo because he won a national title at florida state he proved he could win he has, he has pretty much everything you need Excelled as an offensive coordinator, he's part of the Nick Saban coaching tree, which which has cloud in the in this era, and he's won a national title. So to me, that was a good hire. I mean, probably a a worse deal was Tennessee playing Jeremy Pruitt whatever it paid him, what it three four million. I, I mean, sometimes the highest salaries, outrageous as though they might seem, is actually makes sense nick saban's making nine million or so that he's very much worth that kind of money um Dabo sweeney same thing um uh, and you said Kirby smart what's kirby making now is he like in the seven million bracket yeah
1: he's hurting it's uh yeah oh, low, I mean, lower lower upper class
0: does he moonlight like at a convenience store or maybe uh a... Fast Mm -hmm. food place to you know, make ends meet.
1: Yeah. yeah, he delivers groceries. Uber but, Eats, good for him. That's what yeah. he does. It. <laughs> that's what yeah. He does it. yeah, that's what he does at night. Um, yeah. It, it, if if you want good eats, speaking of, you got to go to uh, Big Orange Phillies right there in Halls. It's on Maynardville Pike. They've got the Quick Bites. So if you're listening, you're in lunch. You can go in, grab something cold from the fridge, or order hot food from the counter. They've got fresh ingredients all the time, and the food really is what sets them apart. That and the uh, Family environment, the food is fantastic. Casual shouldn't mean stale. So you've got to check out Big Orange Phillies. Uh, you can go to bigorangephillies.com or you can just uh, drop in. It's right there on Maynardville Pike and they would love to see you there. You'll have a fantastic time. John, I I look at this upcoming Kirby Smart contract and, and really it is, we, we talk about the gradual growth over time. But it is this Jimbo Fisher contract as well as a lot of these others with the major, major buyouts. And I don't know where you even start to frame Kirby Smart, but um, he's done more than Jimbo Fisher. I know both national titles, but he did it going through the SEC. I I think he's a better coach. you disagree?
0: I think Jimbo's really good. I mean, I didn't have any problem with A&M hiring him. Uh, I mean, it made sense to me. It was A&M saying, we're going for a national title, and Jimbo can get us one. Uh, Yeah, I know he hadn't done it in the SEC, but he's also in the toughest division in sports. Kirby Smart isn't. I mean, he's in the SEC East, which which is a little more – which isn't nearly as difficult as going through the SEC West as Jimbo has to deal. I mean, Jimbo has to deal with the dynasty in Alabama and LSU from time to time. Uh, has a great team. So I think it's more difficult. So I don't have a problem with what A&M did. And I I think Kirby's done a great job uh, at Georgia. So I don't have a problem with him getting that kind of money either. Uh, Jimbo, the thing that's a couple of things about his contract. Well, the most significant to me is he doesn't have a buyout. I I mean, he... Yeah, he'll get a... He He gets... Yes. Yeah, he can leave. He he could just say tomorrow, you know, I think I'd probably rather live somewhere else, so I'm leaving and taking another job. Go to go coach it wherever and um, doesn't have to pay a thing. And the team school hiring him doesn't have to pay anything thing. To me, that's a great example of how overmatched college administrators are against agents in those negotiations. Three. It's like the trial equivalent would be: uh, who's the best lawyer in the country now?
1: How about you just say anybody versus Marsha Clark? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yeah, I appreciate she, that. No,
0: I, I have a wasn't she a former stripper or something? I, uh, I think duck, she, I don't yeah, know. She, she was, yeah, uh, but I. <laughs> That's a good one. I was thinking a public defender war, yeah, going up against uh, Alan Durskowitz, say, that you would be – he may be retired now, but I see him on TV every now and then uh, parceling out expertise. But, yeah, it's just – it's a mismatch when these college administrators go up against, uh, you know, the top agents. Why – and one thing you see all the time, you you hire a coach – who could – you're giving him a promotion. He's leaving – well, a good a good example would be Derek Dooley with two se- losing seasons and – two losing records and three seasons at Louisiana Tech. And Tennessee hires him and gives him a really nice buyout. Do you think he would have turned down that job if uh, no. Tennessee hadn't given him a good buyout?
1: no no he 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 was he was on board, he was ready to get out of law tech before he got ran from lot law tech. so yeah no, i I think that's the case too i you and I both I believe have Tennessee finishing second in the s e c east uh, I'm want get your take on Josh Heupel. at what point does he deserve a raise because the numbers have gotten so insane, but first, files automotive it's right there on Callahan drive, car shopping made easy, files automotive. Their mission is to be the automotive home of drivers in the Knoxville, Tennessee area. And they've got used cars, trucks, and SUVs in inventory. They do financing, they're fair, great people. And they do all the service work you can need right there in Callahan, the Automotive Group. So Josh Heupel finishes second. He's energized the program. He has one of the most exciting offenses in the nation, if he finishes second in in the SEC East, isn't he getting a raise? He's at about four million dollars now.
0: He's getting a raise, but do you really need to give him more money?
1: Here's uh, what uh, I would
0: argue. Here's what I'd argue. Yes, John, because I don't think
1: he's going back to Oklahoma anytime soon because of some strained relationships there. But if something changes in their administration, I would want him to be so happy with Tennessee that he didn't even give his alma mater a second look. That would be, so how much more money? I don't know, but it's kind of monopoly money at this point, as crazy as that sounds
0: to you and me. Dave here, here's the way I look at that. Tennessee can give him a raise, can give him another million a year, but in a couple of years, that won't matter. If he, if he wants to go to Oklahoma, he'll still go. That's not going to impact him whether Tennessee does or doesn't give him a raise. I don't think. And I think as you pointed out, I don't think that would even happen. Oklahoma's not, not rehiring him it fired him as an offensive coordinator. And I think Bob Stoops still has plenty of uh, plenty of cloud in that program. Uh, so I don't think they're bringing him back, but I mean, I would be, if I were Tennessee, I would be actually more concerned about uh, Josh Heupel going to the NFL. That's fair. He I he kind of fits. He kind of fits what the NFL is looking for now. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury got fired at, at uh, Texas tech, but Arizona, <laughs> yeah. and the NFL hired him.
1: I'm yeah. not saying he that's had-
0: great. He's got that offensive. He's got that offensive guru tag on his resume and josh heupel's developing a pretty nice reputation as an offensive coach
1: he had quite the week i think he was fired at texas tech was the offensive coordinator for about 36 hours at southern california and then he decided i'm just gonna go be a head coach for the cardinals that was an that had to be an interesting week in that household hey honey
0: where are you going to work today beats me well, i guess who well, we'll just have to find out it's almost like southern Cow when he that it hired him he said well you know at least we know this guy will will be with us a while he just got fired as a head coach so right. nobody's gonna hire him as a head coach and uh you think it ever thought you think anybody brought up well what if an nfl team hires him? <laughs> uh <clears throat> the
1: guy that props up on the highest paid list is a guy that I think is going to s- struggle to win at a high level anywhere he goes because I think he he's not defensive minded enough. And that's Lincoln Riley at Southern California. I, I just, um, you know, to give him $10 million, it almost feels like the, the Pac-12 maybe threw in some money to keep themselves relevant there, but I don't know. That just seems like a a lot of money for uh, Lincoln Riley, who has had success. But is he going to be able – are any of these – I think when we talk about elite money, non-10 million, we should be able to talk about people that you really believe and project can get through a college football playoff that's going to include at least one SEC team. And I don't think he can. I don't think Lincoln Riley can.
0: Well, I, I disagree on that one because we're in such an offensive era right now. I mean, you can win a you can win a national championship game forty five to forty two, and I think Lincoln. I think Lincoln Raleigh could do that. It's not just a hiring of Lincoln Raleigh to me that enhances Southern Cal status. It's also with the NIL. I mean, you're you're in the middle of the LA market, so to me, NIL, NIL uh, money would be as lucrative as it is anywhere in the country. Um, you're in Hollywood. So, surely you can, you know, you can pl- pay a guy to have a a non, uh, you can have a non-speaking role in a blockbuster movie, and you can pay him a million dollars for that. I, I just,
1: well, I wish and
0: I, I wish Nl and
1: Gangster Rap had of uh, overlapped because then you could have like Snoop and you could have Lincoln Riley like uh, or some of his prospects in a video together. Now that would be a draw. They were huge back in the day, Oakland Raiders fans and LA Raiders fans, wherever they went. But I could see them donning some Southern Cal gear if it's the right color.
0: Well, it will go back, and you didn't have the NIL in the Pete Carroll era when he won multiple oh. national championships <laughs> yeah. in USC. But I mean, he had, you know, hey, he had a Hollywood celebrities and rappers and whatever hanging out on the practice field. And apparently, you know, they were buying houses for uh, Reggie Bush's family. But I, I just think it lends itself. I think at Southern Cal, you gotta have you gotta have a big offense. You've gotta be entertaining. That's that city is based on entertainment. So you didn't you don't need a, a defensive guru as your head coach there. You need an offensive-minded coach who can score 40, 50 points a game, put on a show, and I think Lincoln Riley can do that. And he might be able to get enough offensive talent there that he can win the national championship. I would, I know what you're saying, and that's a valid argument. Will he have enough defense? I just think you can get enough talent at Southern Cal where you can field a competent defense at some point.
1: Well, I look at some of these coaches and I realize that LSU. Felt like they were over a barrel. They had to go get Brian Kelly at nine point five million dollars. <throat> I like Mel Tucker a lot at Michigan State, but here he is at nine point five million dollars. Oh. We talked about Jimbo, and then you've got David Shaw at nine million dollars at Stanford for doing what? You they may be going in the wrong direction, John.
0: Yeah, I mean you're you're paying him basically nine million off nine million dollars a year to have a strong tight end contingent. I mean, that's kind of, mean, I mean, that's kind of him and Brian,
1: Yeah, him and Auburn's Brian Harson, a battle of the tight ends
0: Yeah, I mean Stanford usually has some really good tight ends, but I don't know if you can uh, I don't know if you can beat Alabama with tight ends. Uh, Georgia's got pretty good tight ends too So um, I, I that to me is way overpaying. David Shaw has never made the playoff and I think he's a good coach yeah, but I mean, can't you get away with giving giving him six or seven million dollars? And I wonder, did the NFL come after David Shaw at some point?
1: Um I don't think so. I don't I don't think they've made a run at him. Um I I Dabo Sweeney in an eight point five million, I can't argue that with the success he's had. The ultimate salesman, James Franklin at Penn State. Um, and, and again, kudos to these guys, is uh, making like $8.5 million. And, you know, we could go on down the list, certainly. But in the end, I think if you look at this from a business perspective, you're seeing the gap that is going to continue to grow between the schools that have money and don't. I mean, it, there are not more than 40 programs. Maybe maybe fifty, which is right about the number I would have a separate group of upper level football. That's right about the number of people that could could pay this type of money. You start asking e- even name programs that we know, like the South Carolinas of the world, the old Misses of the world. They can't dole out ten million dollars. I don't care if Shane Beamer wins a national championship tomorrow. They're not going to be able to dole out ten million dollars.
0: Yeah, that. That's a good point. I, I think it's really – when you look at – we we have what we call Power Five conferences. But let's face it, a lot of those schools and Power Five conferences aren't Power Five programs. Um, yeah. I don't want to pick on Kansas and some of the schools of that ilk, but, I mean, seriously. I, I mean, who would you pick? Cincinnati against uh, – or Houston, for that matter. A lot of teams that aren't non-Power Five conferences – that are in non-power five conferences against say uh, that program. I mean, it's just not at that. Le- Kansas is not, and you've got the bottom third of a lot of these power five conferences. If you wanted to just swap them out for some non-power five schools, you could come out ahead and strengthen your conference.
1: Yeah, and I think we're going to see that again. I think the money illustrates that, and if you're, you know, those mid-level. Power Five conferences, and I know I mentioned Ole Miss and South Carolina. They're in better shape than a lot of the other Power Five conferences and in other conferences that aren't the SEC. So, if that's kind of my cutoff personally, and that's about where it would be, they're the Kansases of the world. They're like at 100 in my list. (laughs) You know, if I'm making a top 50 football program list, they're not. They're not sniffing it those type of programs are not even close and and they don't need to be John. This is going to, this is going to turn out. If, if we don't tweak something fairly quick here, it's going to turn out where it's just going to be a bunch of one-sided games before long, when we could have something similar to what the NFL provides and that is good matchups week to week. Sorry. Yeah, I that, think that would be awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I agree that I, I'm all on that super conference bandwagon. SEC could add, add four prominent programs maybe call a few teams and uh, have a super conference and have an NFL-like playoff to determine the championship. And that would be better than anything the rest of the college football could come up with. My gosh, I mean, uh, SEC, no one doubts that it's a premier conference. It's it's tops in recruiting. It's tops in NFL draft picks. It's tops in playing for national championships and the playoff. But it's also got Vanderbilt in his league, which has – I mean, it has facilities like a Conference USA. Is, is there still a Conference USA or has everybody left that conference?
1: Uh, I think it's somewhat in flux.
0: <laughs> it's a
1: nice way of putting it. I think they're, I think they're struggling yeah. a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, it could change on a weekly basis. But I'm just saying, I mean, and Vanderbilt gets to cash that SEC check. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash.
1: Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free, anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. DW void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and they're <clears throat> and they give very little back to the football collective. Is that a nice
0: way of saying it? Yeah, um, it's a, a overly nice way of saying it. It doesn't do anything with its facilities, its stadium. Uh it just, you know, it the gap between how many people are gonna spend NIL money on Vanderbilt? You think Elon Musk is gonna throw a billion dollars Vanderbilt's way to buy some players? I don't.
1: <laughs> no, he will. If anything, it would be an engineering school, I would imagine. So, but uh, I, I want to ask you what Josh Heupel's worth if they finish, if Tennessee finishes second and wins nine games this year. He goes from four million to what? And that question brought to you by Big Orange Phillies and our friend Files Automotive Group. And with the Big Orange Phillies, uh, it is family friendly. You're absolutely going to love it right there in Halls on Maynardville Pike and Vols Automotive Group. They are right there on Callahan Drive, and they actually have selection. So you're Josh Heupel. You sit down at the negotiating table. You have just won nine games, and you finish second in the SEC East. Let's say for the sake of argument that you were blown out of one game of the Alabama-Georgia duo. Uh, you played pretty tight another one. I think I'm waxing poetic as far as painting this as, as nicely as I can because those teams are so uh, superior to Tennessee right now. They might not be for long. So what if you're under that scenario, what are you asking for if you're Josh Hype? I'm asking for six mil. i
0: You're go five. You're at five. You're don't, at five. Don't, don't
1: be greedy. Well, the fans I, can't turn against you if you're greedy. <laughs> I mean, they do look at that and they say, were are we paying him? $7 million? That's what happens if you start not doing as well and you're making seven million dollars. But I would go to the table uh, asking for six. You said five, and I, I get it. But I, I would go to the table. I would go to the table asking for six and a half, and maybe see if you end up at six.
0: I think well, five's a given. Well, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't up be more than a million dollars. I think that's way too much. Also, Tennessee has a habit of paying football coaches to giving them a nice pay boost before it fires them. It's kind of a precursor to firing you. Hey, we're going to give you more money, and then you'll get even more on the back end when we fire you. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt got a nice raise the season before he was fired. Um, I think that's happened with other coaches too. Uh, Philip Fulmer might have gotten a raise the year before he was fired in 2008 season. Um, so uh, I just, I, I don't think that's necessary. Why give him more than's necessary? You think he's going to, do you think he's going to say, well, I, I'm not coaching, I'm not coaching a single down if I don't get at least six million? What's he going to do other than to say thanks? Five million dollars. I mean,
1: he could go to the NFL. I mean, you, you mentioned yourself; he fits that style. He, oh, okay. But if he's if you give him six million, he still could go to the NFL. Well, I started to say, can you imagine a Kevin O'Neill type of thing? But Tennessee actually had it worse with a guy named Lane Giffen. But if he were to suddenly flip, Tennessee's fan base does not need that. So I, I would. I'd pony up the dollars. I might give him a raise just for having a good practice in August. I mean, what does it matter? The money's just laying around out there. If I go out there and I see that they're they've got some extra gusto in a Thursday afternoon practice in mid-August when it's mm-hmm. like 98 degrees, here's a here's ten thousand dollars, Josh.
0: Yeah, pay, pay him 20000 more if nobody passes out doing our practice. It's, it'll be hot out there and say, hey, man, this team is well-conditioned. Great off-season program. Here's $20,000. bucks. we will write you a check as you leave the practice field.
1: I like it. I want to thank Viles Automotive Group, uh, and I want to thank Big Orange Phillies, both fantastic pillars of the North Knoxville community. They have selection at Viles Automotive Group. Not everybody has that, and they have integrity. Not everybody has that. At Big Orange Phillies, they've got a fun sports bar type of environment with uh, all kinds of activities, and they're very family-friendly. Gary does a great job. so. We will talk to you next time as we inch closer to SEC Media Days. We are almost, almost the unofficial beginning of football season. And boy, am I ready. This has been a production of Off the Hook Sports.
0: Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered
1: Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy.